guys, you're listening to episode number 16 of I Just Want to Be Hiker Trash. I am your host, Hell Yeah Jesus, and today we have another fantastic episode. We have Chad, Chad Lubinsky coming on the show today. You might know him from his YouTube, Chad Lubinsky. You might even know him from his TikTok or Instagram, Chattahoochee, which I found out is not a snowboarding trick. It is, in fact, a nickname from college. Pretty cool. But Chad is an avid hiker out in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon to be specific. He's a ultra runner, a through hiker, a long distance hiker. He through hiked the John Muir Trail last year. And this year he has a number of through hikes planned. The Unita Highline Trail, the Wonderland Trail, and the Tahoe Rim Trail to name a few. In this episode, we highlight a bunch of shorter through hikes. You know, most people can't take four to six months off to through hike a trail. So we highlight a number of trails that you can do in a weekend, a week, a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. We also find out how Chad, unfortunately, got dumped, broken up with on the airport or in the airport as he was boarding the airplane to get back home after he threw out the John Muir Trail. That's terrible. How do you do that to somebody? A whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of sillies. Please stay tuned. I am pumped. All of the links will be in the show notes, guys. If you are feeling pumped right now, why not give us five stars? Give this podcast five stars. You know, stay pumped. Ride that high, that five-star high. Maybe even subscribe. I don't know. Hit me with an email really quick. Say, hey, this is a fantastic intro. One of the, my favorite intros. Thank you. And then continue on with the episode. That'd be fantastic. I'd be super jazzed. All right, guys. Stay tuned. All right, we're recording. I am with Chad Lubinsky. Is that how you pronounce it? That's dude, perfect. Right on. So I should have asked before, and I we started recording, and I didn't ask. <laughs> Authentic. <Yeah. laughs> Hell yeah, dude! And so you have your own podcast called Hiker Trash Nation, and then you're also on Instagram and YouTube at Chad mm-hmm. Lubinsky or yep. Instagram. You're not Chad Lubinsky, but no, Chad Bucci or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's uh, like an old, old college name, Chattahoochee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chattahoochee. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That yeah. sounds like a, like a snowboarding peak or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it really does. My buddy, I don't even know, man. Like, and so anyway, it's stuck and now, you know, now it's whatever. I don't know. We'll brand it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was, it. You were talking about your name in one of the, uh, was it YouTube or podcast. I, I listen to both. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, about, I was like, yeah, your name, uh, I mean, Chad, like his notorious name now. Um, but I like your name, man. I sound, it sounds like professional snowboarder. It's like Chad <laughs> yeah. Lubinsky, dude. He's on the yeah, X dude. Games. Look at him yeah, doing that nine, 900. Holy shit. Yeah. The well, Tony look, Hawk out there. Everyone knows a douchebag named Chad. I just, hopefully, <laughs> I, that's just not me. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I know those damn memes, dude. It's like, God. <laughs> Oh, so, and what's funny is like the other one is Kyle and my best friend from home is name uh, is Kyle. So it's yeah. like Chad and Kyle. I'm like, Oh my God, dude. He's like, bad. Dude. Well, I, yeah. uh, it's all right. I can identify as Kyle because I love uh, energy drinks, man. I'm always getting amped up on that caffeine. Oh. That's why I just switch, recently switched to tea. Dude, I've just been like binging tea. It doesn't help though. Cause I put like five tea bags in. So it's like the same. Which one are you drinking? Though? I'm right now. I'm drinking some black tea. I've still got some chai black tea. That's exactly what I'm drinking right now. Really? Hell yeah. That's exactly what I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hit as hard as like an energy drink, but yeah, (laughs) not not quite. I still get the, I'm still sweating it out of my armpits like crazy. So it's uh, still making me sweat. (laughs) I I put no matter what, it could be like, like 20 degrees out and I'm just like sweating up a storm. It's (laughs) just, 
Yeah, I'm terrible at layering. I need to like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not good, especially in Montana out there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I want to talk because you hiked the JMT last year, and I, it yep. looked like you were like planning on a PCT hike, but like, did that get screwed up because yeah. of COVID? Like, what what happened there? So I, yeah, so I did the JMT right, um, which was awesome. So I did it northbound, which. Yeah. Um, was great because a lot of it was kind of on the PCT there. You kind of had to do some extra mileage to get to the JMT and Whitney and all that on the PCT. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I've been <laughs> throwing around the PCT, like around like the last couple years, yeah. especially after reading like this book called Tim or by Tim Ferriss called the four hour work week. I don't know if you ever read that book, but like puts your life not. into perspective. Right. And, uh, your, your video yeah, paused, anyway, by the so way, before you last start year answering. I couldn't make it happen. So I did the JMT. Yeah. I wanted to do it this year, but I'm still kind of in this weird phase with work. Um, so like, and they aren't going to let me take off for it. I've already asked like a hundred times if they would, I, it's a government job. So it's kind of yeah. different. And, um, so I really want to do it. I'm hoping next, it depends. Look, not to get political, but if Biden forgives these loans, <laughs> I might have to do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um that's what I'm planning. I have a couple other things though planned this year that's still gonna be pretty fun, I think, and kind of take the place of the PCT. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely on the radar. It's gonna be my first, the first one, long one that I want to do for sure. Yeah, um, but I do like dude, I like the short ones, man. Cause I, I did the Colorado Trail, you know, because I went back to school yeah. and I don't have time to do a, a long one right now. Um, I might do be doing PCT 2022, maybe. But um so I did look at like what you have coming up, but I do want to talk about the JMT because every time I gear somebody up for that uh, trail, everyone talks about the permit system, permit system. I couldn't get a permit or I barely got a permit. Like what's the deal with the permits on the JMT? That is a, such a great question. So there's two options you can have, right? So you can go southbound Sobo and that's like called the golden ticket. And it's like, you know, that's like a once in a life, I, or I don't know how rare it is to get it, but it's, pretty tough to get that permit, yeah. right? So that's like the traditional route. You start in Yosemite and you end at Mount Whitney and then go out Whitney portal. So that's 212 miles. Now the alternative way, which is what I did, I yeah. was like, screw that business. You know, I'm going to go northbound. Um, and so I got a northbound permit out of Cottonwood Pass. Um, way easier to get. As long as you, you can do it six months in advance, basically there's so many permits available all the time. As long as yeah. you're like six months in advance, you don't have to go through and mail it in. Like you got to do with Yosemite or with the Southbound one anyway. And, but the, the catch is, is that it's adding 30 miles on to your route. Um, which is That's why I plus. think some, yeah. Positive, man. Give me those more is. miles. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. But I think some people are like, they don't like that yeah. because the resupply on the GMT is super hard anyway. Um, at least going northbound. And yeah. so I, I carried eight and a half days of food out of Cottonwood Pass. Um, I, that sounds like a, it was a lot for me, at least. That's a I lot, don't know that, that, right? Because yeah. usually like I, like when I was like doing section hikes and, and smaller ones, I, I would want to do like four days would be, would be fine oh, you know, or something yeah. like that. And, but eight and a half days, plus you have to have a bear can. So um yeah, dude, yeah. So it's all, all this extra weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, the, the other, the other thing is going southbound, the easier or the harder permits get you acclimate easier, right? Yeah. Because you're kind of gradually going up in elevation northbound. However, you're basically starting out at 10 K 
and then you're steadily rising. You do. I mean, I did Whitney my second day and that's, you know, 14, oh. five. Yeah, dude. And I was trashed, dude. I was trashed, <laughs> yeah. dude, trashed. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So I just watched your video where you talk about the elevation, how it's, you know, it's, it is real. And like knowing from the Colorado trail and just my time out here out West, like, you know, Colorado trails average like 10, 11 K. So starting yeah. off that, that much is like <laughs> crazy on your body. Like the oxygen levels are just like almost nothing. Like compared to at least what we experience here in the U S. Yeah. And I didn't expect that to, re- I mean, I brought like Diamox, you know, that, that uh, yeah. altitude sickness stuff, but I just didn't want to take it because I felt like it was probably going to screw me up even more. Like if I did take it, then if I yeah. didn't, I feel like I just had to get through this like kind of, you know, period of acclimatizing anyway. And so, but yeah, dude, you're totally like, I, and I think I met a lot of people on the trail that like quit or that got off early. And I, th- I have to think that altitude is one of those main factors with that. I think, um, I also kind of, you know, and I don't know if you've ever seen the the show like mile, mile and a half. And it was like this movie about these photographers in the JMT. And I watched that and, um, I don't know. I kind of seem the JMT kind of seemed branded to me as like a family friendly, like through hike. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, like dude, it, it, it's pretty hard. It was hard. I thought so. <laughs> no, that's, that's good to hear, man. Cause you don't know, you don't hear a lot about the JMT. You know, I, no. I feel like it's, you know, it's so hard to get a permit. Right. And then it's kind of written off because it's so close to the PCT. Um, yeah. so it kind of gets like outshined, but like what, so you said it's, you know, it is kind of branded as like, you know, that family friendly, like, yeah. Oh, it's the JMT, but like, what, what's the vibe like out there when you're on trail, what's it like? So, well, you know, I went during COVID, so I would True, go, okay, yeah, yeah. I would go a couple hours, dude, without seeing anybody. And I, and apparently like, you know, that trail in a, on a usual year, you see people, you know, every, it seems like every minute, apparently yeah. people were saying, right. But it was very few and far in between. I barely caught up to any no bores, uh, very infrequently. Um, but the vibe out there, it, I feel like it was mostly people's like first through hike, right. Or like first, yeah. like big multi-day hike. Um, and so, yeah, there was a ton of families out there, you know, there's a lot of feeder trails. So you'll meet people that are in for like the weekend or something like that. Um, but it, yeah, the vibe was good. It's a very remote trail. So you're not like hearing any, like any kind of news about like what's going on. Like, cause there's no yeah. service on this trail at all. I mean, I had service at Mount on the top of Mount Whitney and then like 10 days later. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean, the vibe was good. It was really nice because again, you don't have service. So you're not really, um, in the zone with what's going on in the world. Um, so I think, people appear to be a lot more relaxed, obviously. I mean, you know how it goes, like you get on a multi-day trip and yeah, yeah, yeah. get a lot more relaxed. So, um, but yeah, ton of families on there. There is some solo people, but I would say most are going with a partner, girlfriend, wife, or a family are usually on that. I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. So you've done, so you've done the JMT and then you're also, I've done like countless of hikes in Oregon and then other like kind of long distance routes I've been looking at like day hikes and, um, like long distance day hikes, which I, I enjoy yeah. like rooting a long hike distance like that way. Um, and then it sounds like this year, in addition to whatever you usually do, you're doing the Tahoe rim trail. And then mm-hmm. a few other things are in the works. 
Yeah, dude. I'm super pumped about that. I'm actually, I was working on the itineraries for all of them. Well, you know, like a rough itinerary, at least for them Um, before we called uh, or got on the chat. But yeah, so I'm doing the Tahoe Rim Trail. I'm going to start that June 26th. And then, um, and then after that, uh, what do I got? Well, actually before that I'm running a 50 mile ultra. So that's going to be fun. And hopefully I recover by the, by the time the 26 comes around. So we have that. And then in August, the first week in August, so the, you went to Highline trail, um, that's in Utah. Yes. I love, that's a super sweet sh- trail. Talk about that. I want- well, I don't know too much about it because there's really not that much info yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Darwin did it last year as a prep for the Colorado Trail, which, by the way, dude, I got to pick your brain off on that sometime because yeah. that looks sick. Um, but yeah, so he he did it. And gosh, that is like the most beta I could find on that trail, really. But basically, it's in the Uinta uh, Mountains in kind of northeast Utah and you know, from what I hear, again, it's kind of a remote trail. It seems similar to the JMT, just in, in the type of terrain you're getting into. You're very high elevation again. And then um, in some areas, I guess the trail, you can't even like, you can't even like see it in, in some of those places it goes. Yeah. So kind of a little bit of a route finding. You need to have a GPS and stuff, but another very remote trail. And one people don't really know about, I don't think. No, it's like not talked about a lot. Like I think that one and the Hey Duke trail, um, are pretty interesting trails that like, I'm like, would love to get out and, uh, do just cause you know, I don't know. I guess I don't know the topography that you need it. You need us as much, but, uh, it seems more desert mountain ish. Is that how the yeah. JMT is? Like, how, what is it like? Dude, the JMT was way more dry than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, it was like, cause I, um, I don't know what I was thinking, but it was just very dry. And I mean, again, you're at super high elevation, so there's just rocks. And I mean, it looks like you're on another planet. Yeah. And then the, the week I got back from the JMT, I actually went and did the Timberline trail around Mount hood on, um, in Oregon, which yeah. is dope. Um, but I will honest to God say that I actually think I liked the terrain better on the Timberline trail than I did at the JMT. Cause you know, in Oregon, it's just, there's water, it's green, there's wildflowers. There's just all like this real nice stuff. And, um, so yeah, so it was very dry in the JMT that I thought more, more than I originally anticipated. Yeah. Well, I actually have written down the Timberline trail. Something I want to ask about the Timberline mm-hmm. and the Lewitt trail looked like mm-hmm. those are, uh, you know, cause I, I think, dude, I think those trails are like easy. People can't get out for six months, man. Even like a month, like for the Colorado trail, which is, usually takes that long is hard. So like, dude, being able just to get out or in a long distance hike is really neat. So what is the, you said the Timberline trail goes around Mount hood. Like, so how long is that? Yeah. So that's number one. I like that you're highlighting some of these shorter ones, right? Because I think it resonates with people a lot more because that, you know, four to six month hikes, that is a, you got to take off jobs and money and all that kind of stuff. So I like that we're highlighting some of this stuff, but, um, so the Timberline Trail is like 41-ish miles, 41, 43 miles. Circumnavigates Mount Hood and amazing trail. Going from the JMT to, to the Timberline Trail was like a walk in the park, to be honest with you, because yeah. um, you know, it's kind of graded like the PCT is a little bit, and it's just very nice. And um, there's not rocks that you have to walk over constantly. It's very, it's like very manicured trail. So yeah. very smooth. I mean, there's some ups and downs, but not too bad. 
Um, and you kind of get a different view of Mount Hood all the way around. Um, really cool stuff. I definitely recommend that one. Beautiful. Um, and then the Lewitt Trail. My buddy's probably going to kill me for bringing this up on a podcast because this is a pretty good... It seems like a very good secret in the PNW for whatever reason. Okay, okay, okay. The, the Lewitt Trail is around Mount St. Helens, which is the one that blew up in uh, 1980 or 81 or something like that, right? Yeah. So another beautiful trail. That one's a little bit shorter. It's like 31, 33 miles. And, but that one actually has more different varied terrain than the Timberline. A lot of it is you're walking over lava rocks. So it's kind of slow going. And then you have like um, your regular PNW kind of stuff where it's kind of thick, but then you get, and you kind of have like a plains, almost like desert sort of thing in the Northeast corner in the plains of Abraham. Super cool mountain again you and again both of these trails you're seeing the mountain the whole time pretty much you know um yeah so uh yes both super cool very short you can knock them out in a weekend if you want to um, a lot of people are trail running them as well so um yeah kind of that kind of type of stuff no i'm super into those shorter ones like even like like the 30 40 mile ones because like i've been doing my own routing i think like last summer because i was guiding in rocky mountain national park and so i routed two of my own hikes and so i did like one from the where i was living in estes to the other side grand lake and back and so that ended up being it was supposed to be a 50 mile day um but i ended up 48.4 because i had to cut off and slide down a glacier to get away from like a, a thunderstorm. And then I did another one, which is my first 50 plus mile day, um, in Rockman national park. And it's just like super nice to be able to just route your own hikes or find yeah. these like sh- shorter ones that you can either backpack or just like, if you want to do a long day hike or trail run, it's super nice. Yeah. Um, but dude, ha- so, so you've, sorry, yeah, keep going. So you created your own route and then just kind of like put it together is what you're saying or what did, yeah, yeah. How did you, yeah. So I just used like, I mean, and a lot of them already have trails, but there was like a few sections that I didn't have trail. I think on the second one that was like 50, what was it? 52.4 miles or something. I had like a stretch that was like nine miles off trail because you have to summit. Well, actually technically maybe a little bit longer, but you summit the saddle or don't summit. you go to the saddle in between two summits and then like you can kind of have to get to one wilderness area to another and it's just like on the northeastern part of the park which is like just not developed at all and mm-hmm. so you have to like there's like nine miles that i had to like route find and like orienteer to get to the other trails and then get around um dude, dude that's like uh, that is cool stuff right there i i watch these guys on youtube they're called the mediocre amateurs and uh oh nice yeah i've heard of them yeah yeah dude they, they are hardcore, but they do, they've gotten me into like thinking about these different traverses. Right. So yeah. like where you kind of like are off trail and you're like doing these ridge walks and stuff to like a different trail and they all kind of connect. And so I've been looking some up in Washington and stuff. So next year I'm going to definitely hit some of those up, I think. So that's what that reminded me of. It's cool. Dude, there's a lot like Andrew Skirka, if you haven't heard of him, like he does a mm-hmm. lot of these uh, routes. Actually, he mm-hmm. did one last summer in the, in Rocky Mountain National Park actually went from Rocky to Indian Peaks wilderness. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, there's, there's a bunch out there. It's just like, you know, having like being prepared and like knowing how to do some route finding is definitely key. You don't want to just like go out with no experience, but I think there's like more options to do longer trips than people uh, think just like kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing some research, which is why yeah. I liked your page, man. And Part of it is I saw the hiker trash nation. I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. Love the hiker trash. Um, (laughs) But dude, so I want to know you're from Wisconsin. 
I'm yeah. from Michigan, so both Midwestern guys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Dude, Thanks. actually, I'm sorry. If one of my episodes, I kind of shit on Wisconsin because the girl I was talking to just moved <laughs> to Wisconsin. So I was, I was shitting on Wisconsin a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's but it's a, it's, a, it's a great. So I actually went to elementary school in Mequon for a few years. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. Where in Wisconsin are you from? So I'm from Mauston and well, I describe it by its exit 69, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, but it's by the, like the Wisconsin Dells, you know, I don't know okay. if you ever heard of that, but yeah. yeah, it's like the water park capital of the world. We're like right next to that. So that's like our claim to fame, but um, yeah, dude, Midwest. I mean, you know how it goes. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, whoops, sorry. Um, yeah, my sister actually right now is in Michigan for grad school, which is that's kind of funny. Um, and then I, you know, I go back every now and then, but I will say that like my heart is definitely in the West. Like I'll never, yeah. I'll never leave. I don't think so. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's 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 great out here at West. Um, but I have heard good things for the Ice Age Trail. I actually talked to a few people I've hiked it. Have you thought about ever doing the Ice Age Trail? A, a little bit, yeah. Once they start, like it sounds like there's some roadwalk still right or something there's like yeah. trying to connect some properties together and stuff yep um i actually actually last time i was in wisconsin i actually did run on the ice age route because it goes through like devil's lake state state park there um which is beautiful in the fall i will say midwest in the fall is like killer no, yeah dude no nobody gets it like in the west like at least in oregon they're just like oh fall's so great i'm like no dude you need to see a midwest fall yeah really <laughs> so uh, but yeah, the Ice Age Trail, that would be an interesting trail though. Like a very weird, I don't know, like, what do you, how do you think that would go? Cause I don't feel like there would be like too much like up and down. I feel like it'd be kind of like a little flat. I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard it's very flat. I haven't really uh, done much. Like at one point I was thinking I might, I was looking for a long distance hike and I was thinking either doing the North Country Trail, all of Michigan, which is 1300 miles or potentially the Ice Age Trail. Um, but like, that's the extent of my research, but I have like talking to, <laughs> Actually, if you've heard of Nashville Pack at all, actually, one of my packs is Nashville Packs. Mm -hmm. Oh, one of the guys is either from Wisconsin, or regardless, he did the Ice Age Trail, and he was talking about they're like just knocking out 30s, um, just yeah. because of how flat it is. Um, I, I could see that, yeah. But I mean, for people in the Midwest that want to do a long distance hiking trail and like darn close to anything else, I mean, you got a thousand, what is it, a thousand miles just right there? Dude, it's pretty long, man. Like, it's, I was surprised how many miles it was. I was like, gosh, like, yeah. And it, it, I'm trying to like, think of like what the route looks like right now, but it's almost like, I don't know. It goes like up through the center and then almost like, I can't even remember which way it goes, yeah. but like interesting trail. I'm really going to, I'm really going to be interested in it when they complete the whole thing, I think, um, which that's gotta be a whole different. I mean, that's gotta be tough. Cause that's a lot of private property. There's not a lot of public land, you know, like in the Midwest yeah. really. Um, uh, up north there is i don't know if that's the same with michigan but like up north in wisconsin a lot of public land but not really in the center but. no that is the same with michigan too um i want to know though dude so have you gotten a trail name out on your hiking experience dude i haven't man and yours is epic <laughs> yeah it's very <laughs> silly <laughs> yeah my i still haven't um i i kind of hike at a weird pace so like i that's what I blame it on. Anyway, I hike at yeah. a weird pace. So I don't hike with people like for too many days. Um, and like I said, on the, on the northbound JMT, I actually hiked with a PCT guy for a little bit. Um, and I was like, dude, like, give me a trail. <laughs> He's yeah. like, 
He's like, well, it'll like come, you know, and his name was Landlord, which is a great, a great <laughs> like trailer. Yeah. Cause I guess he was like bitching about his uh, tenants the whole time and all these yeah. places, like <laughs> younger kids are like, dude, you're the landlord. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, so no, dude, I haven't got a trail name yet. I'm hoping maybe this year. I don't know, man. It's just got, it's got to come organically, you know? I like so. that. Dude. I like that. I like you're just like kind of like in a roll with it. And I think that's good. I mean, you don't need a trail name to hike a trail. And I think it's yeah. cool to like, just be like, I'm just going to let it come, man. The trail yeah, provides. I, let it provide you, a name for me. You got it, man. Because I, I was trying to like think of my own. I was just like, you know, and then I was like, yeah. nah, like I'm a douche. Like I can't be called <laughs> that. Like that's so douchey. <laughs> like, dude, I met a guy on a PCT section hike one time and his name was, I was like, oh yeah, what's your name? He's like, Superman. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then I thought about it after he left and I was like, whatever. Dude. He probably just named himself yeah. Superman, dude. That was, that's douchey. A lot of those <laughs> epic names are, are, uh, like that. It seems like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like Batman or Wolverine a lot. Um, yeah, dude. I'm like, get out of here. Somebody was like, Oh dude, Superman. That's what you yeah. remind me of. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, yeah. but the name will come, man. It's it's uh it's it's fun to have a trail name. I don't know. It's I don't. It's weird when you have people that just know you by your trail name, and so that's why like right. I like didn't change. I was like, well, maybe I'll change it in my next line of hike, and then it's just like it came, and like I started introducing myself as my old trail name, and then just whatever. I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's epic. I really like it, and it's not like one that you hear all the time, right? Like, so it's like you know, like trail mix or like almond or some, <laughs> I don't know, like that kind yeah. of weird stuff, you know, like it, it's a very unique trail name. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes, it doesn't make as much sense now. Cause obviously I have the, sh- I have the short hair and I've just been yeah. rocking a mustache instead of the beard. So, uh, but I did at one point look like the pop culture Jesus. So. <laughs> Love it, man. <laughs> Dude, but I, I want to know. Um, so hyper trash nation, how did that, uh, How'd that name come to play? Yeah. So, dude, gosh, I sat, this is like last year. This is right before COVID actually. Um, A couple of, a few months before COVID. And I was like, God, I actually had like a little, little piece of paper like this. And I was trying to like figure out like a website name. And I had like all these names. I kept crossing them out, kept crossing them out. And then finally I was like, dude, like I like, like I wrote down Hiker Trash Nation. I just like looked at it for a little bit and I was like, you know what? I think that's going to be it. I, I like it, man. Um, yeah. Because, man, I don't know, like, um, the term hiker trash is just, uh, well, to people outside of hiking, I guess they don't really know what, what that kind of means, right? But, like, so it's kind of like a, a very unique name to people that are in the hiking community. But to me, it just kind of... Um, and I guess you're probably going to ask me the question about what hiker yeah, no, trash I'm, means, no, right? No, perfect. Keep going. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you what does hiker yeah. trash mean to you. So keep going on, man. I like it. I like where we're yeah, going. Yeah, I'll just segue into that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like hiker trash to me just kind of means like, you know, do what makes you happy, whether or not people that's like the popular thing, yeah. or that is, um, you know, frowned upon by society or whatever, right? Um, because you realize when you're out in the woods for so long, like none of that shit matters. Right. And you're dirty, you're smelly and you are like a different kind of like version of yourself. Right. And not everybody can like do that. And to be honest, like, right. Like when you're that deep in the wilderness, money doesn't matter. I mean, nothing. I mean, food is currency out there pretty much. Right. So it's like, (laughs) it's just like a total different, like, um, way of life. 
And I don't know, like, so like hiker trash to me and my buddy actually just got me a hiker trash shirt. It just, it just says hiker trash. Across. <laughs> yeah, he found it on Amazon. Yeah, I should have like wore it. it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It just means to me, like, just do what you want to do. People hate on you. Um, who cares? Like, you know, the, the truth is they just don't understand like the lifestyle. Um, and yeah, man, just kind of be free, dude, do what you want to do, whether or not, yeah. if it makes you happy, that's, that's the most important part, you know? No, I think exactly. I mean, you don't have to live the rat race, man. It's okay to step yeah. out. It's okay. Like I, I know on trail, it's just like people are like, uh, you know, the people who want to be a through hiker, want to like hike and have like live this kind of lifestyle. And they're like, I would, if I didn't have these blah, blah, blah commitments. And it's like, dude, no, you can do it. And you, you don't have to hop on the Appalachian trail, the Pacific crest trail. Like you can do it on your weekends. You can do it on just like, mm-hmm. you, it's embracing that sort of lifestyle. Yep. And it's funny you say that. Cause I actually just made a TikTok, which TikTok plug, same, same username <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, yeah, Gucci. Okay. Yeah. I actually just made a TikTok trend or there was a trend going on. Um, and it was like this, it was called like dramatic effect. So you, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain over this, but basically what I did was, um, I brought up the fact that like, you know, you see all these RVs in people's front yards, right? And how many of them don't get past the driveway in the summer, right? Yeah. It's almost like, like, like a social status sort of thing, right? So like they have the ability to do it. They just don't do it because it's like, I don't know, uncomfortable maybe to go out and, and camp like that, even in an RV, but like people make up these just bullshit excuses of why they can't go. And honestly, I just think it's just because they don't, they just don't want to be uncomfortable, you know, like for instance, like I've been doing some trail runs and like, I've been sleeping in my car, like the last couple of weekends and stuff like doing that. I mean, it's cold as shit out here. Yeah. And like, it sucks. The idea of it sucks. But when I get back and I'm back in my bed and stuff like that, I'm like way more appreciative of it. And I'm happy that I did it. Like I have a better, I have more of a buzz uh, when I go into the week than I did, if I would have just sat around. So I think it just comes down to comfort, man. No, I like I that. So that's a good point. And being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's big. Um, but yeah, so you're mentioning like you were getting out for doing some trail running. Is that part of your training for your 50 yeah. mile, uh, dude. ultra? Dude, I'm so pumped for this. Yeah. Dude, I'm pumped for so, you. Have you done an ultra before? Yeah. So I did. <laughs> so get this. I actually, um, so I got back from the JMT, right. Um, and then I kept hiking that summer, whatever, but I do jujitsu as well. And nice. I was kind of in this period of like overtraining though. And yeah. it's like, I was going through a breakup. Cause by the way, like, as I got back from the JMT, I was in the, this is a funny story. I was <laughs> now it's a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the, uh, Reno airport and, uh, got broken up with. So that's how that went. Oh, and damn. flying back from the gym. So I had to find an alternative ride home from Portland. Dude, which, you, how uh, do you, how do you fly it? Just knowing that like you're, cause like that, when I'm on the air, I'm always thinking about who I'm going to contact in case something goes wrong. And like, you're just like, I just got fucking broken up with like that. I've got to cross that person off the list. I got to quickly <laughs> find somebody else to take their place. <laughs> that's hilarious man yeah no the flight home was was really weird right it'd be like, next years dude it'd be like trying to like sneeze or something just like i'm not crying it's like really runny nose yeah i mean it's super weird because like the whole time on the gmt like you were in a relationship right like i mean you yeah. text on your in reach is barely you yeah. know, you barely communicate i mean it's like freaking texting i mean oh it's so archaic that texting on the in reach but yeah. um <laughs> 
you know, it takes you like 10 minutes to say like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting there. But, uh, yeah. So from going from that and then you have a bunch of time to think, right? Yeah. It's like, God, I wish I would have got broken up with before the JMT. Cause that would have been way better. Exactly. Cause then I would have just been able to work through it. No, it was like, no, I was like working on how <laughs> can I make the relationship better throughout the whole JMT. Right. Oh, then it's no. like get broken up with. And it's like, whatever. But anyway, no, it, it all worked out for the best. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. I'm with a, a really good girl now. Like, way better way better relationship so anyway. yeah um but yeah so where was i going with that um what the hell were we talking about i'm sorry i just kept inserting i'm like i go a million miles an hour so yeah you were no, talking about yeah, reno you get to the reno airport and we were talking about oh, yeah, yeah, ultra yeah. ultra that's right so anyway yeah i was in the state of like overtraining because i was just like pissed off right because <laughs> yeah. of this breakup so anyway i was doing like too much stuff hiking too much doing all this stuff but so one night at jujitsu, I'm we're sparring, right? We're just rolling. Yeah. And um, I got tapped out early in the round. I was really frustrated. And we kept going. And the guy got me in an arm bar with like five seconds left. I didn't want to tap. So I tried to pull out and I just hear pop, pop, pop. <sighs> and you can see like my scar right there, actually, from it. Um, so I tore my bicep. And the buzzer goes off right away, right after like it happens, yeah. right? Pop, pop, pop. And then like the buzzer goes off. <laughs> so I tear my bicep. I need surgery on it. So I get surgery like three weeks later. Um, and throughout that process, I have to like wear a sling. But I was like, oh, there's this ultra coming up <laughs> in like a month <laughs> and a half. And like, I still have my trail legs. I can't do any lifting, but like yeah. I can still run. So I was like, dude, I think my base is good enough from the JMT and all these other hikes I did this winter or this summer. So screw it. And so I kept training and ended up running the 50 K um, nice. and completed it. That was just my, like, yeah, that was just like what I wanted to do is just complete it. Right. Um, and so completed that now I'm like kind of addicted. So I signed up for a 50 and uh, actually will be pacing my buddy in the bear 100 in September as well. So that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. But honestly, dude, it's really funny. Cause like ultra running to me, you know, you see a lot of like through hikers either go to ultra running or like ultra running to through hiking. Yeah. And it's really funny. Cause like I was thinking about, it, it's like, you know, the, you know, when you're hiking and you put in a big mileage day and you're just exhausted, you know, yeah. it's hard to replicate that in real life when you get back home, you know? And so trail running and ultra running to me has kind of done that. Um, been able to like, kind of bring in that, um, type of feeling of just being exhausted after your yeah. training session, um, kind of like through hiking used to. So I don't know if that's why people transition, but it, yeah, that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that makes sense. I've been, un I've been wanting to get into ultras. It's been like uncomfortable. Like those two routes that I did, yeah. um, with the 48 and the 50, I just like had enough weight so that I could like, I carried enough stuff in case I had to like get like stay overnight. So I like, right. I tried to run a few points and I was able to run like, um, honestly, I ran way too fast. I was like right. running like six minute miles for the two Jesus. miles that I ran. Yeah, dude, I'm an idiot. I don't know pacing, bro. And like I couldn't, but I couldn't maintain any sort of running speed after that. I don't <laughs> like I don't I don't yep. pace myself as far as I'm not a runner other than I did track way back when. Um, right. Yep. But it's yep. like that comfort of like not bringing all the stuff so I can literally run instead of like only doing like 3.5 miles an hour as like my fastest average. Um, dude, hiking. right which is very, that's awesome. That's an awesome average too. Um, but yeah, I mean, trail running dude is ruined day hiking for me, actually. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really no. yeah. it's like, you see so much other shit. It's like, 
I can, you know, I can take five hours doing this, you know, hiking, or I can take two hours running it. And it's like, yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, dude, I think you should definitely get into it and like, just run like a a 50 K and, um, you know, figure out what you, I mean, you're a hiker, so you already know kind of like what works for your body in terms of food. That's like one of the biggest parts is your nutrition, you know? And then it's just kind of like having like a, a low heart rate throughout the whole time and that you can sustain, you know? So that's kind of what I've figured out a little bit. No, that makes sense. No, I, I definitely want to get going. And I do have like a, a 60, like two mile route that I plan for next summer. <sighs> I'm going to do, yeah, but I'm not going to run it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, it's in the, it's in Idaho somewhere. I can't remember. I, I did remember. And I forgot, but yeah, I just don't dude. running. It just sounds awful, but for some reason hiking, it sounds like, yeah, okay. That's all right. And you would do that in a day. Yeah. Damn. That is savage. Dude. I would just start at like midnight and then just go off and do it. Um, wow by yourself or what yeah yeah dude i dude. love dude I, it's a little scary at first at night but then i just you know i get the tunes on i start jamming it's cool you get a little scared you start singing to whatever's scaring you <laughs> i start including them in on the song <laughs> dude, crazy, right? yeah i always Man. sing and then you run into people or camp you're like jesus christ they're probably like shut the fuck up who's this singing out here at oh. 3 a.m <laughs> yeah. dude that would totally wig me out man i yeah. would scare the shit out of me wow. i feel bad so i apologize to people that's heard me singing i was like <laughs> I, I. <laughs> dude that is so cool man uh yeah if you ever want to do that out in oregon i would be totally down to do that with you because i want to do the timberline trail i just want to run that in a day i think that'd be fun or the Lewitt. Now that I've yeah, already dude. hiked it, it kind of seems just fun to like run it now. <laughs> so no, yeah. dude, I, I, I would actually be down. I, I like definitely want to just like try to run something, you know, just try to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, well, like dude, if you're hitting, dude, if you're hitting 60 miles, I mean, that is crazy. Well, fast, I haven't done dude. it yet. Like, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I did uh, fast. The most I've done is 52.4. And I did that in like 16 hours, I think. Um, and that was in Montana. That was in Rocky Mountain National Park. Or, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And that was like 12,000 feet of elevation. Dude. Yeah. So I, I think I like, can, I feel like I can do, like, I, I don't know. I don't know these numbers. These are just numbers that I shout out. Like, I don't know, but I've been talking to some <laughs> ultra runners. They're like, you can probably do an ultra. I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll try. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll see, man. I still, to <laughs> me, that just sounds like running just sounds like, oh my God. What you? Well, here's, you know, the thing is, though, is like, you're pretty much power hiking the ups, you know, in a long yeah. ultra, you're not, you're not running them. I mean, cause you can't, I mean, you're going to get, I mean, real good people can, but I can't, I mean, I just power hike up and then, you know, run the downhills, run the flats, but, and, and that's really easy. You got gravity on your side going downhill and the flats are, are generally pretty, pretty easy, just jogging them. Um, yeah. but I think like, yeah, I think <laughs> dude on my 50 K there was a kid, a younger kid. And he was like, yeah, man, I ran a 15 K here the other day. And, uh, I don't know if you follow Cameron Haynes on Instagram or anything, or if you know Cameron who that Haynes. is, how do I know Cameron Haynes? Dude. He's like, he's like a bow hunter, ultra runner. He, um, Dude, he's I've on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't follow him, but I, I've definitely heard the name for some reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. You should follow him after this. Cause he, he's pretty, he's pretty inspiring. Um, yeah. But anyway, we are running where he always runs in his Instagram stories. But, um, this kid was like super jacked up, dude. He was like, yeah, he's like, man, he's like, I'm ready to go. He's like, he's like, I can't wait. He's like, I, he's like, I was like in the top four of this 15 K, Yeah, you know, um, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, so jacked up. I'm like, oh, cool, man. And, uh, 
it was pre-race and I was like eating this, I was trying to eat this peanut butter and banana sandwich and I couldn't eat it. Cause I was like really nervous. And he's like, man, you're eating this, this close to the race. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Usually like I can eat my stomach's good like that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I had some chicken about like an hour before I came out. He's like, I, I figured it was really gonna, I really needed a lot of like protein. And I'm thinking, dude, that is like the wrong macro to have, but I don't know. I've been surprised by four, yeah, before, yeah. right? So I'm thinking this kid's probably going to like Peter out. Maybe gun goes off. He flies out of the gate, you know, and we had to do four, four laps up and around this mountain. And we weren't even done with the first lap. And he was, I caught up to him and he was walking and he was just looked like death. And he actually got off on the first, the first yeah. lap. Yeah. Never finished DNF'd. And it's just cause like, I don't know. He must've been used to the 15 K where it's just like balls of the walls go, yeah. go out. And, uh, he just killed himself in there. Um, so yeah, it's just like real, just long, low heart rate sort of stuff, but it's fun. I love it. I think you'd really kill it. Yeah. Well, thanks. But yeah, no, I think it is a different, completely different sport. And I even think that compared to just like regular marathons, like on like, you know, like a boss or something. Cause I, I guided a, a number of people who are like big marathon runners and then you know they're fantastic hikers too but like on trail they just like it's just completely different than like you know a, a paved running surface it's just two, two completely different sports even like marathons versus like trail running marathon distances and plus um, yeah it's like the it's the vert the vertical is like the equalizer right like if you're doing yeah. a lot of vert already from hiking that's like the biggest thing that, I mean, once you have that, the other thing you got to focus on, it feel, it seems like, and I'm no like great alls runner, but like, it's your quads when you're going downhill. Cause you really beat the shit out of them yeah. when you're hitting so hard. Um, but yeah, dude, I think you'd kill it. I, I can't wait to see you run your first ultra. You got to let me know. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know, man. I, I don't know. I'll probably be the guy that eating chicken, but I'll probably eat it. Like as we're waiting in line, also, just I don't a drumstick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, what do you? I'll just have to carry it until I find a trash can somewhere. <laughs> yeah, run it, drum stuff together, it man. in your running vest. Yeah, and shit. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so yeah. I do. I did like the first episode of your podcast is reviewing ultras. Mm -hmm. Big. I'm happy that you got into the. Like, it seems like you like got the uh -huh. gear like right away. Like you hit like the right gear because I also I use this. I don't use the circuit anymore, but the circuit was what got me through mm -hmm. the whole AT. And so you mm -hmm. have the, the circuit and the mm -hmm. ultras. It looks like you, do you, you stick with the lone peaks or are you with the temps? What's, uh, what's the so, deal? So yeah, dude, um, I stick with the lone peaks for hiking. Yeah. Um, and then I'm kind of like in between like temps and the superiors for, uh, running. Okay. And uh, to be honest with you though, I really like the superiors. Um, they seem to have a lower stack height than both the temps and the, in the lone peaks because for some reason, I don't know. If, do you wear ultras? Yeah, big lone peak guy. But my dad wears the temps, and I do know that I work at gear shop, so I know I know about the uh, the superiors and whatnot. So, like the lone peaks, I tend to twist my ankle up sometimes, at least once or yeah. twice a day, whenever I'm hiking, just hiking. Yeah. Um, but I've worn the superiors now, two different uh, models of them, and running, and I've never never rolled my ankle in them. And so I don't know what there is with that. I don't know if you know the specs that are different there. So, but the, the superiors do seem a little, they're a little more minimal than at least yeah. the temps are anyway. Um, 
So yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think the superiors of their like trail running shoes are like the the most minimal because like isn't the Escalante that's the their road shoe that's road running? Yep, that's the one I have for road. Yep, that's mm-hmm. pretty. Is that pretty minimal? I, I guess I don't know the road running shoes. Much. It seems it seems not as minimal, but it is a little tighter in the toe box. Okay, it does seem a little tighter. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I honestly I. I think I would rather do the superiors, but I've just been sticking with the lone peaks. I just like having something a little bit lighter in my feet and the lone peaks, I think are like the, I think the lone peaks are in between the temps and the, I don't know. Actually, fuck. I, I, I act like I knew all this stuff and now I'm like, Oh, this guy does shit. I work at a gear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't, I we don't sell altars at this one that I work at. So oh, cut me some slack here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, I guess I don't fucking know anything. I thought the tents had a little bit more padding than the, uh, the lone peaks. I would agree with that. So yeah, yeah so that's what I think. Yeah. The, the lone peaks are in between, between the superior and temps. And then after the yeah. temps are like the Olympus or whatever. See, because you know what's weird about the superiors, and I don't think maybe I actually did get, you know, I did actually, but the first time I ever got ultra lone peaks, I didn't get the little rock guard, the stone guard thing with them. You okay. ever seen that? Yeah. So mine, and like they've done, I've had worn them for several years now. So they've done like many, like we're on the fours now. I can't remember the first lone peaks I had, maybe 2.5s or something. Mm. Um, or actually, no, they're at four point five now. Maybe in five. Jesus Christ, they are. Yeah, cranking these models. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think I've always had the rock guard, but I, I, I don't know if it really helps because I haven't hiked without it. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, but I do wear the gators, man. I'm all about the dirty girl gators. Dude, okay, dude, that is one thing. Okay, people that are going to do the JMT, listen up. You need gators on the JMT. I don't care what people say that you don't. You don't need them they look silly or whatever. I, I didn't get them because yeah. I thought they looked silly. Right. And the first day I was like, Oh my God, I am an actual idiot dude <laughs> for not getting gators. Um, because like, especially the first, um, I don't, I don't know how many miles, but it's like walking through just like a beach. And so, you know how like the lone peaks, I kind of have that little lip at the end of it. Yeah. And so kind of flips stuff into your, okay. Your, that's what you're uh, talking about. Yeah. Dude. So Anyway, I got ultra gators, but I will say, I think I'm going to switch to dirty girl gators. I love ultra, but their gators kind of suck because they kind of like keep coming on done. They don't little really latch to the front of the shoe. They always come out. Um, yeah. at, le- at least when I'm running, it's kind of a pain in the butt. So I think I'm going to switch over to dirty girls, but how do you like those? I've, I've only worn the dirty girl gators and I picked them up like, cause they're, they're huge on like the trail community, at least for like, uh, like the PCT and AT, it seems like, um, but yeah, I picked him up on the trail and just mainly because I wanted to fucking be stylish, man. I don't want to rock my stuff when I'm out on trail. Um, yeah. And I, I love them though. I, I'll toss them on. I, I actually need to get a new pair because like mine are just destroyed. So I've been wearing them for a while and it, it is a bummer because you get those rocks in your, your shoes and I'm always like oh. too prideful to take off my shoe. I'm like, I don't want someone oh. to see me tie my shoe. I yeah, I don't want to see stop. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if I mess up and they're looking at me? Yeah, so I, dude. I want to tie my shoe when someone's looking at me. Yeah, yeah. Two bunny ears, one, and then I'm shooting through some hoop or something, some hole, and I'm like, it's just so stressful. So I just leave that rock in the shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's so true. I'm actually gonna order some dirty girls right after we get off of this this call because that that is my sign to start ordering a new pair. But yeah, dude, um, that's the other thing. I don't know. Before I started wearing gaiters, it seemed like my Lone Peaks 
would just always magically just like get untied. Like even if I put like <laughs> 300 knots in it, yeah, it'd be untied like two miles later. I don't get it. I don't get it. So <laughs> no, I think there's just some trail trickster out there who's untying happy shoes. <laughs> Just walking past yeah. and pull it, dude. That's, I know that's that anti-trail magic, dude. It's like I hate yeah. it, but it's there. <laughs> no, that's the what. That's what nobody talks about is the anti-trail <laughs> yeah, magic. Dude. It's all about this positive magic, dude. It's what about <laughs> that dark magic, dude? The dark yeah. arts on the trail. It's crazy. It's just, nobody talks about it. <laughs> yeah, the dark arts are like when someone comes upon you pooping. I actually yeah. saw a story the other day on like a whatever it was when they give you a story that's like you've done before. It's like an anniversary story. I don't know. What oh, yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was like me on the Colorado Trail. Apparently, I had that morning, I had hiked into somebody pooping, and I didn't know what to do. I just like, and they had seen me, but I like hadn't made eye contact. So I just stood there for a second, like pretending like I couldn't see him because I didn't want to like just see him and then like, oh, and then get out. So I stood there for a little bit longer. <laughs> and, like, I, and like, I couldn't, didn't know that they're there. And then I just like, kind of walked away. So I don't know what the right thing to do was. I should have just like acted like I knew that he saw me or... I don't right. know the situation. What it, what is the etiquette? See, this is the stuff they need we need to talk yeah, about the on the podcast. What is the etiquette there? You see somebody pooping to you and a thumbs up. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful morning. Yeah. Do you talk to him? Do you not? Do you like, yeah. no. For, no, my the the buddy that actually I was talking about with the Lewitt Trail, his trail name was Pooperazzi. Because <laughs> on the PCT, I guess he just kept coming up on people that were pooping all the oh, time. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard to find a spot because like sometimes you'll feel like this is the fucking perfect spot and then you'll be pooping then I'll finish and then I'll be hiking the trail after I finish and then I realize it looped around and like I'm literally <laughs> anyone could have seen me there. I didn't know the trail made a loop there. <laughs> right. Dude, but sometimes it's just like, especially I'm, I'm a morning pooper. So I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, I don't, even, I, honestly, sometimes I don't even get, I don't even care. It's just like, I need to dig this hole really fast and yeah. I need to go, need to get done. I don't even care. Like, it's like, oh, dude, that, that, we're hey, going, that, baby. Poop, that emergency poop, man. No, that's a, that's a <laughs> classic. That's when I know I have to get up. Cause I'm always like, I don't want to get up. And then all of a sudden your stomach's like, no, you're getting up now. Yeah. And yeah. I can barely put my shoes on. I'm like, oh my God, who tied dude. my shoes in the middle of the night? Somebody trickster tied my shoes. I got to untie them. Yes, dude. I was just going to say, I leave my shoes untied just for that. I would, I would like, I don't carry Crocs anymore because of like the weight and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. But like, I would literally just bring Crocs <laughs> just for that. Just to slip them on right away when you get out of the tent, you know, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I heard this story from a hiker who like, he was stuck in the snowstorm and like, he was hit with an emergency poop and like, he literally just pooped himself just because like, he didn't want to get out of his tent. It was that cold. So he just like pooped himself. <laughs> and then I don't know how you deal with that in the next morning. That is yeah dude well yeah right unless that's, it's like a, that's the last that's the walk trail, of shame after Jesus. that dude oh that's the trail dude. walk of shame after you you poop yourself and have to do the getting your stuff unpacked or put put back together i cannot imagine <laughs> dude i that might be like the worst thing to happen on trail i think like besides getting eaten by something that could be yeah. like the worst thing ever i might prefer wow. to get eaten by something than pooping myself dude <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got I got wow. a down bag. I can't clean a down bag on trail. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? Dip it in a creek? Yeah, freaking. You know, you take freaking takes three hours to dry at home in the washer. It's like yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I do like about hiking out west than compared to out east is like they're just the sunlight. You know, you're not in these. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I don't know how it is in Pacific Northwest. Like, do you mm -hmm. feel like you get ample time to dry out your gear, or is it just so like rainy there that you don't you can't dry out your stuff? funny dude it's actually raining right now um <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, dude. It's the green tunnel, right? Like Oregon's yeah. kind of referred to as the green tunnel on the PCT and it definitely pretty much is. I mean, there, yeah, you can definitely get to some places during the day, but it's not like, uh, like JMT, like you could dry your shit out yeah. all day. Um, but yeah, P- you kind of got to be a little bit more selective, like Oregon and Washington and stuff like that, unless you're like kind of hiking higher elevation stuff, but yeah, you got to kind of pick, pick your, um, pick your times very, um, very smartly. If that's a word. Um, <laughs> that's a word. Because, yeah. yeah. Right now. Dude, also, yeah, that's a Webster I'm, here. Yeah, dude. I mean, but the thing is though, with the PNW that I've noticed is, um, in the summer, oops, sorry, I got a notification oh, fine. in the summer. It's always sunny. It's like always sunny in the summer. Um, there's like barely a cloud in the sky. It seems like in the Pacific Northwest for whatever reason. So you rarely get rain in the summer, um, spring, fall, winter. I mean, that's a whole nother story, but at least you have that going for you, but yeah, it is kind of a green tunnel. Um, how is it out in Montana? Cause I hear Missoula can kind of be a little foggy, cloudy, wintry kind of stuff, right? Like in the winter anyway, comparable to the PNW. Um, and it, it may be, but like, I'm from like where I'm from in Michigan is like next to Seattle is the cloudiest spot. And so the winters are miserable there. No shit. Yeah. Like East Lansing, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan, dude, that's like the, uh, second cloudiest area. And like the winters are just terrible. So as far as just like all always overcast. So in that regard, it seems like better. Yeah. It's that, it's (laughs) that, uh, that lake effect, man, those clouds just get, Tossed off oh, to the Lansing, just mm-hmm. congregating over there. I think so. I think it could be like that would make making that up, and just and now it's become a fact in many people's minds. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's like the worst thing, right? Like when you're on trail and you don't have service, and you you like want to look up some facts like this. You yeah. have, you know, you usually have Google. Me and my buddy yeah. just argued. We argued about the um, phrase "the war." <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. We argued about the war of attrition and what that meant. Like he what, had this total yeah. definition. I, I was saying that like, I was like, yeah, like the trail is kind of like a war of attrition. It kind of like beats you down, you know, like yeah. bit by bit. Right. But you kind of got to just keep like going through it. Right. Or like, yeah. Um, and so he had like some other definition. I'm like, dude, like we need to Google it. So every time we get to a pass up to the top <laughs> of the pass, try to kept, couldn't get it. And I'm like, Fuck, so did you ever figure it out? Or are we still, we're just like going in blind on that phrase. I was, I was right. Let's just say I was correct. <laughs> yeah. And I, we did figure yeah. it out, but we had to split up at that time. Cause the PCT <laughs> right there at Red's Meadow kind of went a different way. And then the GMC kind of went straight. And, um, so anyway, but yeah, so there's a the guy actually, walking around right now who thinks he's right. And he's very wrong. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know if I actually ever did send him the screenshot or not, but yeah, yeah land, landlord, if you're listening, man, you're yeah, wrong. Dude, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, I do want to know, I mean, it's getting to be that hour, but I want to know like what you're going. So we talked a little bit about your pack and shoes, but going into the, yeah. the trails here, cause we're, dude, we're about through hiking season, man. I know like at least the, uh, AT March is one of the big months. So like going to the trail, what's the, the gear looking like the gear. Okay. So I may or may not have spent my stimulus check last year <laughs> on a Western mountaineering ultra light bag. I think it's nice. called and it was, it's freaking dope, right? Yeah. 20 degree bag down. Love it. Love it. Got that. And then I got a new tent this year. It's a Gossamer Gear of the One. Um, 
trekking pole tent. I wanted to get a duplex, but I'm like, dude, I can't spend freaking 600 bucks. Oh, on it. dude. Yeah. Those are crazy expensive. I'm like, C-packs, dude, that's a, that, yeah, that's a month of rent right there. That's like, yeah, that's wild. But, uh, anyway, so I got that and then sleeping pad. Okay. This is like a steal. I think my sleeping pad is a climate static V or insulated static V light. Yeah. Um, and this is like a 4.5 R value. It's like 80 bucks and it's amazing. Pad. I don't understand why people pay like so much for pads. And I don't, I don't know if you do. <laughs> like, dude, I yeah. It's just it. like, uh, you, you know, the brand mm-hmm. known for their durability. So climate, I've heard great things. I've heard people who would love it. And then I've also heard about people who are just like, Oh man, it pops in me. That's, that's any pad too. So I've, I've heard mixed reviews on climate. And then you just kind of have like with like Thermarest, like they're Thermarest. or like they're industry leaders. So, you know, they're jacked yeah. the prices, but they do have make, fantastic pads the only reason i'm able to afford them is because i work at gear shops otherwise hey I, yeah but actually i just use the eighth one eighth inch pad so i don't even use the pad pretty much wait you use that like little accordion one no i used even less than that it's just like it's not even a pad it just like makes you feel like you're using the pad it's literally eighth of an inch they sell it on a uh, gossamer gears website um yeah <laughs> dude, dude. It's because like I've gone out a few times and like the last few like long distance hikes I've done, like my pad, like just stopped working. Like it, it popped mm. on me. It's my okay. fault because I, uh, for the longest time before my newest shelter, I was just using a rain flag ground cover. And so I didn't have like my pad probably scooted off in the middle of the night and hit something. So it's like user error. I can't really say it's the pad's fault, but I was essentially asleep on the ground, man. And so I'm like, well, if I can sleep on the ground, like an eighth of an inch of a pad is going to be much better than just sleeping on the ground. So uh, that's what I've been rocking. I got to be ultralight and uh, be comfortable ultralight. So I got an eighth of an inch there to add a little bit of comfort. Wow. I commend you, dude. That is some (laughs) admirable shit. No, it's very dumb. (laughs) It's very stupid. Um, Wow, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I probably get terrible sleep. Probably get back here in a few years. Well, then I really don't want to go into my next piece of gear because no, this is going to really make me sound like a sissy because I definitely carry a little climate pillow too. Dude, no, you need a pillow, man. Like, I don't know how people sleep without a pillow. I usually, I use a buff and all this stuff clothes in there and it's like this yeah. clumpy, like terrible pillow and I'm like drooling on myself. It's terrible, yeah. dude. And, and like your neck is all weird. And it's yeah, like, so I man. think the, the pillow that you have is definitely a game changer. Yeah, it, it is a game. I do. I really, I mean, cause you know, look, I, I look at it as sleep is my recovery. So it's like, yeah. I want to have really, really good sleep and I don't care because it's hard enough to sleep on trail for me sometimes, unless the best way though, is to hike long miles. Oh, <laughs> so dude, exactly. To go to sleep yeah. on trail. It's like, it's like, I saw a meme once. It was like, God, you know, it's weird. Like my pad becomes more it was like a like a graph or something it was like yeah pad becomes more comfortable the more miles i hike during the day <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah dude exactly <laughs> just laughing my ass off but so yeah anyway climate pillow backpack is uh yeah the circuit um and the ula i really do like that pack that's a, a fantastic pack man mm-hmm. and the circuits are great because you have the ohm there but i think like i think the circuits yeah, a little bit bigger but if you're carrying yeah. like a bear canister, I can only imagine like it's got to be a little bit easier than the ohm. Um, yeah, it was never perfect. Used it was perfect for the bear canister, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And actually, that's how I got a rip in a little tiny rip in it because my pack fell. It had the bear can in it, so it was like the fabric is already stretched pretty oh, tight around it, damn, yeah. and it hit a rock and it just just like put a hole in there. But 
whatever that, that fabric is super tough. Um, but yeah, so then just kind of little stuff. I just carry that little BRS stove. That's like 20 bucks on Amazon. Is that an alcohol stove or is that, um, no, it's just a little, little gas stove, little gas stove. Okay. Um, and you use like the butane and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the regular fuel canisters. And then, uh, a Tokes little, like, you know, freaking cup or whatever. That's pretty cool. Dude, Tokes makes um, some great lightweight. I, they have my, mm-hmm. my steaks are Tokes steaks. And they're super oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know they actually made those. Interesting. They do. And it's yeah. like, you save like maybe an ounce or like a gram and it's like not worth it for most people, but I'm Total, like, yeah, yeah. My, my tent's already an ultralight tent with ultralight steaks. I'm like, well, I could just, if I could spend this money on Tokes, I can save half a gram. I'm like that's yeah. fucking worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for a tent? I, I used to actually, so I was looking at the one, but because I work at like a gear store, like I, uh, obviously customer gear is a cottage company, so they don't really sell to most gear shops, but yeah. I was able to get a big Agnes platinum scout one person. So it's a non-freestanding tent. Um, I, I like it a lot, man. I didn't know. Oh, I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I rock the big Agnes fly Creek. On, yeah, um, I have that one. Tent JMT. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fly Creek's great tent. And I was using the fly Creek just like, fast fly for a while where just the uh, ground cover oh. rain fly um which sounds like a good option if there's no bugs but dude like when i hit the colorado trail it was like the worst year for bugs and so i was fucking miserable man like i'd have to wait until like 3 a.m until the mosquitoes went away and it's like you're always at like you're covering your face with your like quilt yeah. or sleeping bag yeah. it's way too hot so i'm just sweating but if i don't i have like mosquitoes by me so i'm just sweaty yeah. with like mosquito bites all over myself it's just terrible yeah, I mean, you're pretty much cowboy camping at that point. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Just throw the shelter away, buddy. Like I don't know. Uh, right. It's it's all right. It was. I'm happy to have the big Agnes uh, Platinum Scout now. It's it's lighter and it's uh, completely sealed from the yeah. Bus. Sick, sick, dude. That's cool. I've never I've never heard of that one, so I'll have to also look that one up. Um, but yeah, I, well, toke, I dude, that's another game changer. The toke long handled spoon. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. You probably cold soak though, or some weird stuff. Probably you probably. I cold soak and I cut my spork in half, so I probably yeah. I might even had a long spoon. I just like cut it way too short. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> just to fit it in the container, the Talenti container, and screw it in. So yep. like, I my hands are just getting. I might as well eat my fingers because my fingers just get gross. But I think the long. I sell so many. The long, I think it's a great idea because like you don't get like it's so your fingers right. are so gross, man. You don't want to yeah. eat that. Um, mm-hmm. So yep, having that yep. long like spoon or spork, you can just like get right into the bottom of the dish there. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I see dude, the need. I'm just gross, funny. dude. I hate what I. If I heard myself being somebody else, I'd hate myself. Dude, what are you doing? Well, you're either gross or hardcore. It depends who's who's looking just at. Just an absolute moron, dude. And I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I just but my brain like shuts off and I'm out hiking. I don't know. <laughs> i would yeah you got to put up your gear list somewhere or something because that would be a great that would be funny shit. Dude, there's um, people that are like way lighter than me i'm like eight point i'm like eight pounds three ounces maybe um i think maybe even a little bit lighter i can't remember yeah. I'm not like super anal about my lighter pack mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm remember around eight pounds three ounces damn just giving the, up the the creature comforts man that's awesome yeah but dude there's there's people who are way more hardcore like there's people who are like six pound base weights dude like it's yeah um it's crazy man like, and, and at that point it's just like dude i feel like having a solid like because when i was on the at i had like 12 pounds and uh that was, that was perfect man 12 or 13 i think that's like 
you can still kill miles, man. And like, right. you can kill miles any weight you have. But I think right. like, as far as comfort, like I was, I'd fi- be fine with like a 12, 13 pound base weight and right. as many miles. Do you know your base weight? <sighs> no, I'm sorry. I, pr- I, I got to see. You don't need to know it, it, dude. There's no point. You're, no. you're light though. I can tell already. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad. I, um, in fact, I, it just reminded me of, there was a kid that was doing the PCT when I was doing the JMT and he was going to go for the FKT next year. Oh, nice. And his trail name was what the heck day pack. So he literally had, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he literally had a day pack full of, that was his gear. I mean, it was just a day pack. I mean, yeah. imagine a, a freaking like 20 liter day pack. That's all he had. And I don't know how the hell he stuffed everything in there, but he did it. And, um, he was able to crush some miles. Although we do, we do think that he may have stole food from, people in our trail family before he jetted out on the last day before oh, separating geez. it from us on the PCT. <laughs> so, oh, come on, buddy. Yeah. We're, <laughs> that's a whole, a whole nother story. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like, that's actually not a bad uh, strategy. You just, you don't carry the food. You make <laughs> other people carry the food. You take the food and then run. You know? <laughs> no, that's the thing Like you get, you hear some of these like lightweight hikers, like ultra light hikers. And like at certain points, like, dude, like, your lightweight pack isn't hiking the trail for you. Like you've got to hike the trail. Yeah. So like, you know, your gear isn't doing the work. So you find something that works for you and yeah. stick with that. And like, if you're like literally having to steal food, then maybe you need to like bring some fucking more food or if you're <laughs> cold, maybe you need to like bring some more layers and like right. 10 ounces. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, like clothing, it weighs a lot, but like, you right. don't want to like get into a survival situation. Like you don't have a base layer. Cause you're like, well, I fuck screw that. It's 10 ounces. Um, yep exactly yeah you don't want to be like ultra light and ultra stupid (laughs) at the same time right like it's like yeah got to find that balance yeah like my my winter setup is like i think it's like 10 pounds exactly maybe like nine pounds something um but i'm like okay with that because it's like winter like i have like there's no way to get it any lighter and like that's like going off minimal minimal it's like there's no way for me to get that lighter um yeah isn't winter just a different beast man just yeah. a different beast all in well, itself. And it depends on where you're at too. Like when I said winter, I mean like we're talking about like probably like early spring, like late fall, mm-hmm. like not even like mm-hmm. hardcore winter Montana. Like that, like mm-hmm. that might, I don't know if you could go ultralight. Like ultralight might be like 12, 13 pounds. Like I, I don't know how it's like you fuck dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be really interested because people are, you know, doing like winter through hikes right now. And it'd be interesting to see their gear. Um, yeah. You know, dude, there's a documentary, no shit, on um, Amazon Prime, and it's these guys that did the first ever Sobo PCT, started in October from Washington. Dang. And then ended five months later in Mexico. But dude, imagine that. Yeah. They were like on... They had like skis and stuff too, but like, um, I just, I came and that had to be like a total suffer fest, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just a total yeah. suffer fest. Dude. Yeah. The only thing that gets me through like winter backpacking is having a little bit of alcohol, but then even then it's like, <laughs> I worry about myself. Like, I've, I've been in situations where I'm like, Oh my God, like I could have died. I've gotten way too drunk <laughs> out there. Like, and I'm just laying out. Like, I remember being so drunk one time and like hung over the next morning. I didn't have any water. I just somehow used all my water and like the water sources are all like frozen. And so like I get scoop my like snow with my Nalgene and I like set it next to the fire we had a- were able to form and I step away and I just melt my Nalgene. 
So like my oh. <laughs> melt it, an idiot. So like you, you got to be smart. Like, <laughs> you got to be smart. Those are life or death situations. You don't want to mess with the cold. Like, yeah, it's very real. Yeah, man. That's what, like winter. Any kind of winter backpacking or winter stuff, I do at least backpacking. I don't want to go like more than like a couple miles. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. good, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to know. So we're getting to be the end of this interview, yeah. but I want to know. Is there anything that you feel you want to share? Any stories? Anything that you're like really itching to get off your chest now that you're being interviewed? Yeah. Like you're, it's. Yeah. I feel like it's tough. Like when you got a YouTube thing and like your po- podcast is like because you got to have like some sort of like set itinerary of what you're speaking about. And sometimes you can't talk about the things that you want to talk about. So, yeah. uh, is there yeah, anything yeah. that you're looking to speak about? Um, I would say just the first thing that like I guess pops into my mind is um, you know people that are wanting to like get into like longer distance hiking or something like that. I think like the best thing, um, that you can do. And that kind of serendipitously happened to me was like getting some sort of mentor to hike with. Um, when I was on my first PCT section hike, I met this, he was like 68 years old. Name was salty dog through hike the AT. And then he was through hiking the PCT. Um, and this dude was a savage and I met him the first, my first like kind of hundred mile hike. And I thought I knew everything, right? Like I had all my stuff dialed. I wanted yeah. to do it solo and we ended up hiking together and I learned like so much from this guy, just being immersed, uh, and, and just watching him throughout the day, like do go through the motions and do stuff like that. Um, so I think for me, one of the, the, the best way to learn more things on through hiking was to kind of drop my ego and to like actually allow a mentor like into my life and actually yeah. like kind of learn from them instead of actually thinking I had it all figured out by watching Darwin and Dixie on, <laughs> on YouTube. So yeah. if you have a chance to go out with someone that has experience, drop the ego, go and do it. It's going to be a fun time. You're going to exponentially learn things on the trail and um, it's going to be a lot more fun in the long term for you. But that's how I would, I guess close to help. No, people. I think dude, I think that's perfect, man. Because I think that that's something that I struggle with is like having that ego, and also like yeah. having people that are approachable. That's something I like about your channel and your content is like you make things very approachable, and I think that's something that a lot of people like you know they're struggling with because you you, you want to ask for help, you know, you're dropping that ego, but you don't find anyone who's very approachable. It's just like okay. they're kind of being assholes or like it's intimidating, and so yeah. yeah like finding someone who is approachable and like knows their stuff. And then also, yeah, getting out there and experiencing the stuff on your own is very mm-hmm. important. Like you can only learn so much by like, yeah, watching YouTube. So like getting that, you know, being okay, making some mistakes, be safe about it, but be okay making some right. mistakes and figure it out on your own. No, I think that's very excellent advice, man. Yeah. Thanks dude. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, and, and to that point, and you can learn anything on YouTube nowadays, right? Like, I mean, you yeah. literally can learn anything. So, you know, you know, kind of prefacing your hikes with some of that content, right? Like, like you were like, that's how I knew like all this different gear, how it worked and what was better. And when I switched from boots to trail runners, right. I was like, Oh, like you could actually do that. That's sick. Um, so, you know, you know, preface it with that, but yeah, exactly. Drop the ego, try to go with someone (laughs) that knows a little bit more and it's going to be a lot more fun for you. So yeah. Yeah, Exactly, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. Um, Your YouTube channel was Chad Lubinsky. Chad yep, is on TikTok and Instagram. And then go. the 
podcast, which you yep. can get anywhere, right? It's like Apple Podcasts, yep. Spotify. I just use it Spotify, is. but Hiker Trash Nation. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks again for coming on. Shoot me a picture in Instagram or whatever, email. Oh, yeah, yeah. Toss mm-hmm. on the uh, episode when it comes out. Probably be a few weeks now just because I have uh, some stuff backlogged. But I am looking yeah. forward to posting this episode, man. And I appreciate you coming on. Dude, thank you very much for... Uh, dude, I love podcasts. I love talking to like-minded people. It's yeah. freaking awesome. So I appreciate the invite. And um, yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'll catch you later, man. All right. Thank you.